0: MandoCast, the Star Wars Reports podcast, for discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. And I am your host, Michael Morris, and with
1: me this week is Steve Glosson. I mean, you jumped into that with no warning whatsoever. That's how I do it. I mean, surprise, surprise. You snuck up on me like a (laughs) sand person on that dude in the dunes in the Gunslinger episode of Season 1. Yeah. When he just turns around and they're there. Who knew sand people could be so quiet?
0: Which, you know what? I liked that episode. I did too. A lot of people didn't,
1: but I disagree I thought it was fine. Plays heavily into the episode about which we are talking today. Welcome to MandoCast. I'm Steve Glosson, your host, and <laughs> with me is the host of MandoCast, Michael Morris.
0: That's right. Uh, so for anybody joining this season that uh, wasn't with us last season, um, I, Michael, have uh, I'm on every week with just sort of uh, rotating guest hosts and... We just sort of go through the episodes, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what made us cry, scream, uh get scared, laugh, mm. whatever.
1: What 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 if what did we feel?
0: I felt pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm no, I'm saying what did we feel and when we watched you know that's what we're talking about. Oh, here. you were, were expounding
0: about. on oh Yeah, okay. I
1: was just I was I'm springboarding off of you, man. I'm getting gotcha. a report going.
0: I thought you were asking me a question.
1: No, like, I'm oh. being Jerry the King to your Jim Ross, sir. I'm your, I'm the Chewbacca to your Han Solo, sir. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah. So this episode
0: was uh, interesting. Things I always like to look at the the intros, and and I thought it was kind of cool that they actually titled this one Chapter Nine. Right. You know. So they're not like, oh, but it's the new season, whatever. They're like, nope, we're just continuing on Chapter rolling Nine, rolling on through. Yeah. And um. And then of course they give the uh the title, which is the Marshal. Mm-hmm. which, you know, I wasn't, gonna, I was, I'm like, should I say this or not? I'll just say it. I was, I was kind of like, because I you knew didn't like that title. Well, like I knew exactly what it was going to refer to and everything. And it was just like my own little,
1: just not wanting that to happen, but it did. And it's fine. And like, okay, well let's, I mean, let's just talk about it openly and, and, and honestly, you didn't want it to be you. When you say you didn't want that to happen, you didn't want it to be Cobb Vanth. You didn't yeah. want it to be a Western style thing. I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want Cobb Vanth. Okay, just, is that yeah. because you don't like the character? You don't like him having Boba Fett's armor. You thought Boba Fett was dead.
0: No, just just more Chuck Winding. Okay. Fair enough. enough. I mean, just to be honest with you about it. Now I
1: understand why you tiptoed around, sir, and I totally get it, and we move forward, we move on. You can even edit it out if you want to. That's your business. (laughs) It's your show.
0: No, I mean, like, you know, I'll say, you know, whatever. I don't – I try to to say things in ways that are not completely – antagonistic but also try to be honest so you know just is what it is i uh
1: let me let me ask you something because you know i i did read the aftermath book mm -hmm. where cop vanth was introduced right um but it feels like his origin of in his getting the armor is told differently here than it was in that novel
0: yeah i haven't i haven't um read it since 2016 i think
1: yeah, whenever um, it came out 2015 yeah, came out... I think. I think it came out before the Force Awakens.
0: Right, right. And so I read it then and then I th- I believe I can't remember for sure but I believe I read it again the next year. You read um, it again? Uh well yeah, I mean I do things sometimes. All right, you can't I can't explain them. I can't defend them, but I do them.
1: I feel like I feel like this needs to be psychological help with you know with the guest host Steve Glosson, because why would you do that to yourself? Listen, why do you hate yourself so badly? Uh, I, you know what?
0: If if we're, if we're going here, I saw, um, I saw the Last Jedi like eight times in theaters. So mm-hmm. that's you know, if if we're going here, that's that's brutal. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes hey, I, just, way, I just I just got to talk- know for
1: sure. <laughs> just as we're talking, I have the episode running in the background and uh-huh. at the beginning, and when they're headed to, to the fights and all the graffiti and everything, a lot of droids in the graffiti. There's like a graffitied C-3PO, and there's a K-2SO at one point. Looks like some stormtroopers and stuff. But anyhow, okay, so you didn't like the idea of where it came from. Yeah. How did did you feel about the execution of the character once it was all said and done? Um,
0: Okay, so I also had another little um, hang-up, too, that was a little hard to get past. All right. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is just like Timothy Oliphant. Does that make sense? Like, he he was... um, Oh, gosh, I got to remember his his characters now. But, I mean, to me, like, when you saw Justified, like, it was the exact same as mm-hmm. he was in um, uh, Deadwood, you know? Like, I, I felt like those characters were essentially just the same person. And I felt like it was kind of the same here.
1: I mean, you know what? I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I've never seen Deadwood, and I've never watched Justified. So... I honestly, you know, I know the name, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I'm familiar with him for much of anything at all. Okay. Yeah. And so, so I brought none of that baggage right. with me to this, and I was, I, I, I thought, it was very well executed. I, we've just on Geek Out Loud, my podcast that you can find by going to geekoutpodcast.com. Um, I, we've just done a rewatch leading up to the season premiere here. And one of the things that I noticed in most episodes is this show, they really lean into tropes unashamedly
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah. and
1: and and I think that's a great thing. I think that's one of the things that I have loved about this show is that they're not ashamed to do the classic movie tropes because Star Wars is nothing if not classic cinema or you know, in this case classic television and and I don't think they overdo it, but I think that I think that just being unashamed in the way they do it works so many times. And so he plays your prototypical, you know, maybe shady kind of marshal of a little town. Yeah. And and I thought I, I was like I'm I'm on board. I dig it and I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. And and that's fair. And listen, anybody who's listening to me, and like well, I don't know, you, you don't have to agree with me. I'm. I, You know, I'm not wrong. I'll use this. I I brought this up earlier. I might be dumb, but I'm not wrong. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's opinion, right? I mean, it's all subjective. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: and it's not. So it's nothing to really get get uptight about. But let me ask you this then. Did you not enjoy this season opener? I did. I actually really did. Okay. Yeah. I
0: know, right. Like I said, I'm weird, dude. Like, I, I you know, I, I can't explain it. I don't, I don't know why. I just, I'm like, yeah, I feel this way about it. And it's whatever. And then sometimes I was like, no, oh, I totally felt like just the opposite. And I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to hate on somebody for. Wait a minute.
1: Hold on. Wait a minute. What? We cannot disagree and be friends.
0: Uh, this isn't Twitter, sir.
1: Oh, okay, just yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the I'm rules so are different to, here. <laughs> I'm just so used to that. Well, so so here's the thing. So let me let, let me let me kind of lay it out here and ask mm-hmm. this so we kind of know where we're going moving forward. You liked the episode but you thought the weakness was this character particularly because of Timothy Oliphant playing
0: him. You know, and the thing is it, not necessarily if that okay. makes sense, like, because I, I think you're right. I th- I think you are right. Like when you see it, I'm like I get it, and I and you know it's almost like I feel like I I just assume this happened. All right, this is this this is what happened for everyone's head cannon. Uh, Dave and uh, uh, Favreau were talking, and and you know Dave's like, yeah, we should um get like, you know uh you know like with a cowboy who's like a little shady or whatever, and you know get that kind of guy, and then he's like, you mean like Timothy Elephant, and then they did.
1: Yeah, that worked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, I guess he's someone like him, or you know, <laughs> just one of those guys. You think about the Old West, and someone's come in, and they kind of it's their town, and but he's not. You know what I say? Shady. I guess I feel like he's shady because he's immediately put at odds with the Mandalorian, because of you know they're they're immediately kind of, I mean, they're going to have a shootout. I know we've jumped ahead toward the main thing. I
2: I don't mean to hijack your show.
0: I don't, there's not a, (laughs) I don't, I don't go in chronological order. I go, I follow my heart.
1: But so I guess, I guess I say, because honestly the man did really nothing but act with honor toward those people. Like he saved the town. If his story is true, Mm -hmm. you know, he saved a little town from the mining guild or whatever. And, he was putting his life on the line against that crate Dragon. Um, you know, he he obviously has the the same disposition that most people in Tatooine have initially toward the Tusken Raiders, but because of working with them through the Mandalorian, there's a new relationship being built between people and Tuskens now, and that's great, you know, that's neat, and that's something. That's, so I don't know that he was necessarily a dishonorable dude. He just wasn't. You get so used to the Mandalorian, and this is the way, and there's a code, and all this other stuff. Well, here's a dude that's just like, I'm just trying to do the right thing and make my way in the universe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's. If he were a D and D character, he would be lawful neutral. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I don't know what that means. Me. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, 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 can totally see that. I don't I know. I feel what like the- <laughs> I feel like through context clues, I understand that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: the thing is, like, I think that. Because it, like, okay, how did he get that job? Well, he basically, you know, he he run off and was like, eh, "Well, I'm going. Let me just <laughs> steal this right. random, you know, uh, Cam Camtono or however you pronounce the the ice cream maker." Um, right, right. You know, and, uh, and he's like, "Oh, cool. Well, I just happened to luck out that there's all these diamonds that these Jawas want. Well, mm-hmm. now I'm going to buy this armor." Um, although I don't understand how the armor made him be able to shoot like six guys at one time. Well.
1: <laughs> I see. That's the thing is I don't think he was unskilled, but I think right. in his position when he was there, he knew he couldn't do anything. Right. But for what? But here's the thing: like that armor had a reputation because those guys, when he showed up looking mm-hmm. like Boba Fett, those guys knew it and they were immediately put off by that. Right. Right. You know, so they ran from him because of the reputation of that armor. So either they thought he was a Mandalorian or he was Boba Fett. Right. And, you know, and then he's able to kind of take him out based on some of that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that it's like I got to get away. He's a, I guess he's a survivor. Maybe he is yeah. lawful neutral, as you say. But the thing is, as you watch him like he didn't have to go back to the town. No, and I think that's yeah. the kicker for that dude. It's like he went back to help those people.
0: I mean sure, but uh, and and like I said this is I mean, this is just all in how like y- you read into it, you know, you can read into it as like no, he went back because he's a good guy, uh, to me, I sort of took it as he's like oh i'm gonna I'm gonna mess him up, like uh, you know, garbage. yeah, well, I think it just and kind of become now we're you know, I think it just sort of become like more of like the right of might type of thing, you know, where okay. they're like, well, this is the most powerful guy, he's the marshal now. You yeah, know? but he
1: didn't seem to be well. I mean, that's classic Western stuff, you know. Like, yeah. well, I guess we'll make you the marshal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I said, I'm
0: not. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not uh bagging on the guy. Like yeah. that's. You know, that's fine. I, I was just saying, I I didn't necessarily assume that he was. You know, mm-hmm. uh like a Luke Skywalker type of right. like. Right. Right. You know. Oh, right. I'm definitely here to do the the right thing. I think. Oh, he was sure. Like, yeah. I'll do the right yeah. thing as long as it's also the you know most uh, beneficial to me personally
1: right. yeah i see that well anyhow let's i mean like wow we've talked a lot about his motivations and everything yeah um but uh but i guess we there's more to this episode than just him yeah. I mean, Baby Yoda flying in that speeder with his ears flapping behind him was just the cutest thing ever.
0: I'm sorry, sir. It's it's the child. You have to say the right thing. You have to leave the Oh, show. do you do that on no, the show? No, not at all. I call him Baby Yoda. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I specifically, you know, there's, there's been people who, I'm trying to remember where they're like, it's the child. I'm like, no, it's it's Baby Yoda. And they're like, well, he's not. Ba-. I'm like, do you think I don't know that? Like, I understand, but the child sounds stupid. Like... Mm-hmm. That could mean anything, you know, this is, it's,
1: it's baby Yoda. You get it. Yeah. Yeah, You understand immediately when you say baby Yoda, even though we know it's not Yoda as a baby. Right. You know, we don't know what to call that species. We don't know what they are. So yeah. How'd you feel about skinny Gamorian guards fighting one another?
0: You know, I honestly, so of course this is, this was something that we saw with that, uh, preview and so i kind of saw it then and i was like okay well i guess they're not all fatties which then makes me think well you know java probably pays pretty well
1: because so because they're able to eat so good yeah well i mean java is a picture of just excess right you know (laughs) right right r2's riding around on the cell barge with a drink tray and you know you kind of get the idea that anyone who's hanging out with java is just kind of riding his excessive coattails right um, and, and just kind of picking up the crumbs and everything, and I guess the Gamorans would be no different. So, but we this one-eyed alien guy that he's talking to, what's that dude's name when he uh, goes to see? Gore Koresh. Gore Koresh. Is he an alien we've seen
0: before? I'm almost certain he was, uh, so he's I uh, I don't, you know, I'll try to pronounce it best I can, Abyssin. Okay. Um, I believe they were in the, there was one in the cantina.
1: Okay. All right
0: um it's and, I, I had to do a lot of like looking up i'm like i think i know this is this the thing like i you know um like for instance christy goes womp rats and i'm like no 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 <laughs> yeah. womp rats, womp rat, i'm like sure. womp rats are two meters two mm-hmm. meters is <laughs> like is the size of chewbacca those were something else well what were they I, I can't remember hold on and then i went and looked it up but they're called scurriers mm-hmm. which you see when uh in the uh special edition where you know they Show up in Moss Eisley, and they go running yep. off. So, yep.
1: So this dude, though this this, I mean, he's obviously a gangster himself, and mm-hmm. you know, very reminiscent of your Godfather, your you know, mob boss kind of, very earthboundy type of dude. Um, I I don't know. Like sometimes that's with with Star Wars nowadays. I have to get used to sometimes they get a little too earthbound with things. You know, whereas this character back in the day would have, might have had the look and everything, but most likely would have been speaking some alien language and we would have had to read subtitles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I I think it works for this um, because of his fate. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it. (laughs) I, I think it would have been way too hard to do subtitles.
1: In that. While he's hanging upside down?
0: Yeah, when he uh, I actually put in the notes, I'm like, okay, so he ties him up like Batman.
1: <laughs> well, the Mandalorian has been like Batman several times in this show. Yeah, you know, he's he's been a combination of like a John Wayne Batman kind of character, and um, he he can fight. There's a moment when he's when he's punching his way out of that uh, arena there, where the dude punches and he just throws his head toward the punch, so the guy actually hits him in the Beskar helmet. You know, and it, it's just it. He is Batman in so many ways, but then you get him, you know, once you get to the Western type setting of Tatooine, you know, he goes into John Wayne. We were talking um, on the episode in season one that takes place on the planet with a blue shrimp. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a there's a point where he's leaned outside his cabin, just kind of leaned back with his legs crossed. Like he looks like John Wayne standing there. And that's when I found out that John Wayne's grandson is actually one of the uh, one of the people in the armor at the time yeah and so i'm like oh my gosh well maybe that's him because he does and but yeah the the episode where they went to the the prison ship in the first season you know and he comes around the corner behind those droids and just rips up like batman like he is batman and here i thought the same thing when he tied the dude upside down i'm like yep that's a batman (laughs) move yeah yeah so so he tells him the mandalorians on tatooine and i guess my again, I'm not trying to take your your whole no, thing. No, you but, go ahead,
0: man. Let's like I said, that's that's why. I so mean, many, I even say co-host or, or uh, guest host. <laughs> you know, like we're right, we're cool. It's just however you feel comfortable. Some people are like, oh, I don't know, ask me questions, you know. And other people are like, Oh man, I can't wait to get into this or whatever, you know. Well, and I'm I don't cool want to be way. the
1: guy that takes over because I have so much to say. So I'm, I just I want to converse with you about this. So many of these mm-hmm. shows like this one that you have, like the big reveal at the end, they're like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Yet. I want to go ahead and talk about that. Um, <laughs> I want to go ahead and talk okay, about but that.
0: say spoilers first. No, oh, spoiler- No, yeah, it's, <laughs> um,
1: I was the whole time when it, you know, when it's Cobb that I was, I'm like you, honestly, because of the character and the origins of the character and everything, I was a little disappointed. I'm like, oh, they had a chance to get him out of the canon,
2: yeah. Um,
1: and, and go back to the old days of, is this canon, Is this not right? Um, I, but but uh, there was a part of me that as everything wraps up and everything's ending and he gives Mando the, the armor and everything, I'm like, you know what? I'm OK with Boba Fett being dead. I'm perfectly <laughs> <fine with> that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I, I really was. I'm like, this is how George Lucas wanted it. I'm a Lucas fan, first and foremost, when it comes to my Star Wars. So, you know what? I think it's great that there was this homage paid to him that, you know, that somehow his armor got out there. I'm fine with that. And then as he turns around on that dude, I'm like, yes, he's alive. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I take it back. I, was, <laughs> I take it back. I'm so happy. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: well, I've I honestly, uh, it's, you know, going back to the aftermath book, that was when and I, I talked about it on on this episode um, or not this episode. I'm sorry, this show us you know, because someone's like, well, no, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that he's dead um, because they found the armor. I'm like, no, see, to me, that means he's alive. I said, because they said they found the armor and it had like um, acid pock marks in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was like, OK, that means that it would have had to have gotten out of, uh, you know, of the Sarlacc. And... Um, so my thinking was like, cause you know, it's supposed to digest for a thousand years. It's only mm-hmm. been five. So I was like, you know, it, I think it's probably way more likely that he got out or whatever, but he has this like nasty acid on the armor. So he had to, to dump it. Mm-hmm. And then I think somebody's like, oh, so you're saying there's a naked Boba Fett
1: wandering around. I'm like, I guess that's what I'm saying. Maybe at first, <laughs> you know, I mean, but here's the thing. If if he is everything that that people think he is, you know, or the relatable, then he then then he, too, is a survivor. And as we've seen, he is. Dude, I, I love the look. I love the scarred up face. You know, I love that it's Tam Morrison. I know that that goes against everything that uh, that um, uh, that I've heard some people say where they want him to be, you know, like like the man with no name and he just kind of gets killed and someone takes his armor from him and that person's now Boba Fett, you know, but I, I, I absolutely am just glad that it's Tim Morrison and, and he is Boba Fett and I'm interested in the collision course that we may be witnessing. Yeah. um, Starting to shape up.
0: I thought, so to me, I think it totally went against what you you would think about you know like when you talk about like the like the man with no face or and whatever you know Mm -hmm. but i i think that they said no we're gonna like lean into it but for me for whatever reason it was kind of ominous it was kind of scary yeah um yeah because i don't know there was just something about like him being bald was like something Mm -hmm. that i zeroed in on immediately i was like oh man this is like he doesn't look like, oh, it's Boba Fett, they'll probably be friends. It was like, oh no, you know, yeah, it was like, oh, it's Boba Fett, and he looks scary, like he looks yeah. like a
1: murderer. Yep, yeah, um, he, you know, he, it, you, you get the idea, and you really, and really, what you hope for is that I don't know that I want them to be friends, I don't know that I want them to be bitter enemies either, right. you know, but. Because there's this thing that they did with Boba Fett in the old EU, where he kind of ends up like at one point fighting alongside Han Solo, you know, in a in a space battle, and he comes over, he's like, "I just want you to know, it was always only business," blah blah blah. And it's like, eh, okay, you know, why do we have to make him so honorable? He's a bu- he's a bounty hunter.
0: Um, yeah, I don't. That's one thing I don't like. In uh, th- I feel like people do a lot, and like I do, have I've been a. a very strong of saying like you listen to your fans but i also feel like sometimes you, you got to go no no just because a character gets popular doesn't mean they should be turned into a good guy exactly and, and you exactly. know we're seeing that a lot lately with like for instance um you know like they they did that with boba fett and mm-hmm. you know having him like train jane and stuff like that and that stuff just never sat well with me you know yeah agreed like we we're talking about comics earlier like i i really like a lot of dc comics uh especially like the uh, james tinney and batman i like right now but one of the things i don't like is that they're really pushing to make harley quinn a good guy and i'm like no oh yeah she's yeah, not that's, interesting that's as a good guy. right now
1: yeah that's the big one right now is that harley quinn's a good guy or or a good individual you know a hero we should say yeah and, you know, and even they try to lean into the anti-hero side of things. Well, no, she, Harley Quinn has no code. Right. Harley Quinn has, and so you can't make someone like that really a hero. Even the Punisher has a code, you know, right. and that's, he doesn't kill anyone who's innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, now if you're a Walker, he may kneecap you. <laughs> but at least, but at least you've done something wrong. Right. And, and I think, I think there's something to be said for a bad guy being a bad guy and still being popular as a bad guy you don't necessarily want to see him win but you love it when he shows up right and and i think that that can be just as successful as storytelling as 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 having a bad guy be so popular that you end up having to make him good and um, and so yeah i'm i'm tracking with you 100% there so but i'm torn though because i kind of would like to see them team up at the same time as um, you know, I know that Boba Fett doesn't have the code. Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian, right? You know, that was established in the Clone Wars that Jango Fett was not a Mandalorian. He merely took the armor, right, right. And um, and so Boba Fett's not going to have the code that Din Djarin has. He, you know, Din Djarin raised as a Mandalorian with the Mandalorian code, with you know the whole concept. Like he stopped. He stopped in his tracks when. Vanth pulled the helmet off, you know, and and so that's the furthest thing from his mind. Well, Boba Fett's going to have none of that, you know, and he's not going to be the loudmouth, um, braggadocious dude that some of those other people that uh, we saw we met in season one in that one particular episode I mentioned earlier on the prison, you know, vessel, what Bill Burr and all. He's right. not going to be like that either. He's going to be a good foil for the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. And I, uh,
0: you know, know, my thing is with um, Boba Fett, I I actually have said multiple times, and and for anyone who may not know this, or I I don't know if you know this, but apparently uh, Lucasfilm just did some... um, you know, a lot of times how they, they find out little spoilers and stuff is by registering domains and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, they apparently registered Boba Fett for like a lot of different things. (laughs) So yeah, it looks like they, they may be looking to do something with that. And I've actually said several times, this was like one of the, the biggest things where I was like, Oh, I'm like, this is, this is probably like the most popular I've ever been on the internet. Um, where I had actually, I'd been saying it for a while and I'd like dropped it on something like randomly. It was like some article or whatever. And it like took off. It was, people were going nuts, it. Right? I'm like, yeah, that's right. I know what I'm talking about at least this one time. Um, <laughs> but I said, you know, the Boba Fett story that's interesting is not post Sarlacc pit. It's, uh, post clone
1: wars. Yeah. Yes. Yep
0: because absolutely agree because we know in clone wars like the last we see him he actually is choosing to be honorable
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um and you know we even see like him dave had you know some stuff planned for him to be honorable where you know uh he faces off against cad bane and uh so i was like so I want to know the story. Like I want to know his like Michael Corleone downfall story, you know? Yeah. And so I, uh, um, I said, I'm like, here's, here's how you tell that story. So you, you need to bring in like a couple, like a, almost like a Ray and Finn type character. So you have someone else that you can definitely sort of relate with as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but have them, uh, you know, have them basically get with him and have him, um, you know he's got it he's doing this mission or whatever like he's been hired and then what happens is he finds out oh um uh mace windu has been alive this whole time and he's basically just sort of this like uh you know disenfranchised hermit like living on on this planet mm. or whatever and yeah. he's like no i never got my revenge and it ends with basically boba fett versus um, versus Mace Windu, and then essentially, in the end, he chooses not to show him mercy, and he does kill uh, Mace, and then that's sort of his
1: his fall. I'm down with that. I'm, I, that's the thing is, I'm down with Boba Fett being a bad guy. Yeah, you know, for whatever it takes, and and you know, obviously, the Boba Fett we're dealing with in Clone Wars is a young man. He's a he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's gonna go through those conflicting things and conflicting emotions. But like you say, by the time by the time we meet him in Empire, he's just, you know, apparently supposed to be kind of a cold, callous dude. Right. You know, who who doesn't care and 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 has learned not to. I just I, I think that I think the possibilities of what they could do with him this season, if they do anything, remember you know, back to clone. You know, remember though this is run by a Favreau. Filoni's also an exec producer on this thing. Remember, we saw Darth Maul in that crystal ball and did not swing back around to him till late in the next season. Right. And so in the in the Clone Wars. So I mean, this I'm inclined to think that we may kind of have a showdown at the hangar. You know, in the next episode. Um, but I'm also of the same mind of like, well. This may swing back around next season, something.
0: Right, right. You know. and I, and I'm actually fine. Uh, I, you know, actually, I I prefer that. I was gonna say I'm I'm fine either way, but no, I, th- I think I prefer the the slow burn of it. You know, really. Just um, that's a
1: that's a really slow burn though to go all the way to next season.
0: Well, maybe not next season, but maybe toward the end of this season or something. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have yeah. to be right away, but right. um, you know, maybe he whatever he ends up doing um, loops him back around a Tatooine. And then at that point, um, you know, well, was, you know
1: how this is what, five years after Return of the Jedi, basically five yeah. or six years later. Um, So it's not like, you know, you don't really know how long he was down in the Sarlacc pit, mm-hmm. but in the scope of things, it's really not that long that he was down in the Sarlacc pit. Right. And so it's not like, he doesn't, he, he may have, he may very well still have access to slave one, you know, he, it, so this could end up being something where it's a slow burn and he's just following this dude, right. you know, yeah. until, until he gets his way. Don't forget, there's a whole, remember there was a shot in the trailer where the crest was just beat to all crap.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. space. Yeah. So. Doesn't it actually even come in like, like a flaming trash can at some point. I am have, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but.
1: You know, and I think a lot of people kind of attribute that to maybe being from the X wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it very well could be him facing off with slave one. No. Oh, yeah. Because slave one's going to have a lot more maneuverability than the ra- razor crest. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all, again, that's all speculation. That's, that's not as much commentary on this episode, but, it, it to me, like I say, I, I think my takeaway was my reaction of just being okay with Boba Fett being dead, right? And like coming to grips with that. <laughs> just and, and then when he turns around, being like, yes, you know, yeah. just total excitement over his, over the fact that he's alive, right? Um, just I, I'm I'm really excited about the possibilities there with with that. What do you think of the plot overall of like the whole fighting the crate dragon and everything? So uh, here's my thing, I you
0: know I know crate dragons, but mm-hmm. I actually had to go look at stuff because I was like, is this a new thing? And I'm like, this is not the crate dragon that I fought in Knights of the
1: Old Republic. Exactly, yeah, that thing was more like a like a giant kind of water dragon, wasn't it? Like a what what are those lizards called that are just, um, just like, a, like a giant iguana, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, so it's um. I actually looked it up and I'm like, oh okay, this is cool. And, and this is this kind of stuff I love that when they actually do try to do this stuff, I don't realize there are multiple kinds of crate dragons and so this one was a greater crate dragon okay and they're they're basically the largest and like even uh, they were talking about on uh Wikipedia that um like it will actually s- like swim through the sand. Uh, like, I think it said, it, like, they have 10 legs. Um, I'm trying to remember what story it was originally in, uh, but I forgot. But, like, it was definitely something in Legends. Um, mm. You know, I remember, like, I think they said it had 10 legs, and it actually had, uh, like, a split tail. So it was almost like two tails. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool, because I was like, that's not... Again, like I said, you know the the main time that I remember seeing, oh, that's a crate dragon was when I played the uh, Knights of the Old Republic.
1: yeah, well, even when you see the skeleton mm-hmm. on on Tatooine, that doesn't look to be the size of this mammojama right. you know, even though I'm here at Wikipedia right now mm-hmm. and and it is and it's calling that a greater crate dragon a picture of that very scene, but I always. Understood that just to be the crate dragon, right? Um, but yeah. So I know this whole time I didn't realize it was a greater crate dragon. I was like you. I'm like, wow. They decided to take a big diversion from what was in legends back in the day. Yeah. But I did love the fact they pull out the pearl.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's a pearl, and Chrissy's like, what? And I'm like, I'll explain in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you, you know, the thing was though, I actually um before they showed it crate dragon was the first thing on my mind uh because of the sirens Mm -hmm. because um if you remember the john jackson miller kenobi book yes they talk about the crate dragons and the sirens in that Mm -hmm. so i hear sirens and i'm like wait i know from that book that they were so i'm like so maybe that's a thing but then i like i said i saw it sort of you know almost like uh the movie tremors like you know sort of going through and i'm like i don't I thought they were on land, you know. And then he says, "Crate dragon." I'm like, "Okay, I guess crate dragons swim through sand now."
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was that was one of the things I was like, "Oh, so we're doing the dune worm thing here." Right. But but the other thing they did really well in the sound design is, um, I and I didn't catch this till late on in the episode, is they incorporated that original crate dragon call that Ben Kenobi had, like the original one. From yeah before the special edition <laughs> before that <laughs> and um they 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 incorporated that into the thing's roar yeah and like toyed with it and everything it it and i was like oh my gosh th- there it is that's amazing mm-hmm. you know um but god it was ugly yeah ugly, yeah. ugly as sin but yeah you know, i to me you know Again, it's one of those things where I was a little bit torn. I'm like, so they're doing this thing where they get all the locals to fight the bad thing again, but then at the same time, I'm like, so Tusken Raiders and people are teaming up. Yeah. And what I, and what I really liked is if you remember in the original Star Wars, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. No. Um, the when they go to the cantina,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Worf says, you know, we don't serve their kind here. Right. Droids have to wait outside that is a picture Mm -hmm. that is a window into like a cultural societal thing. Right. Right. That we never really dig into again until the over the top droid on solo.
2: Right. Right.
1: Um, you know, and in the same way in episode two, you've got, um, You've got kleeg Lars, you know, the Tuscans walk like men, but they're animals, you know. Mm. And you see that these, there are two societies that are obviously at odds. And then if you have any backstory in the games or the books at all, you know, there's a whole culture of Tusken Raider stuff that goes on. So but, so if you're kind of, if you're into the books, if you're in the comics, you know, or into the games and everything, you know about that, that old culture. What did, was it... Um, didn't you have to go raid a Tuscan Raider camp in Knights of the Old Republic at some point?
0: Well, I raided a Tuscan Raider camp. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, you had to. to well, get st-
0: you you had to um, go into a camp, and you had to like it, it was one of those things. Cause you know, that was the, I remember that was a huge thing uh, at the time. Like they really had not done games like with the light side, dark side, right? Yeah, you know, where, where your choices really mattered like that. So right. that was one of them where it's like, you can do the light side thing, but that was really hard. So I just killed them all.
1: Yeah. I remember having to sneak around because I didn't want to go dark side at all.
0: Right. I
2: tried yeah, that. They
1: would catch you and you'd have to fight him and that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, but so but even there you know you there was the culture of what they had going on and everything but you never really again especially in lucasian star wars like he never delved into the societal structure and everything. You don't get a twenty-minute diatribe of this is why we don't get along and that's why they don't get along with us and all this stuff. Right. But here we got to see a little bit more of that Tuscan Raider, you know, commoner, common person interaction mm-hmm. when they have to team up, and you see that there are some major walls being broken down right. between the two societies. Yeah. Through, through the through the fighting of this common enemy, you know, and and again, you don't know what's going to come out of that. So it's tropish, you know, but I like it. You know, it's mm-hmm. the it, it's the cowboys and the and the Native Americans teaming up to fight, you know, the British or I don't know whoever, you know, the 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 really bad people or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, right. the bandits that are killing with wanton abandon. It's mm-hmm. the you know, it, it, but also it's at the same time it's the giant monster movie. There's a mo, it, I mean, it does. It's not lost on me either that the the front of this thing's face looks like a shark. Right. Yeah. You yep. know, very Jawsish.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I mean that's also kind of how he took him out,
1: right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> they sure did, didn't they? <laughs> Smile, <you> SOB. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yep. I, I just and and two, you get to see like there's a moment where you come to the Tuscan Raider camp and and there's a shot of a Tuscan Raider with his gaffy stick, like cleaning a panther's teeth. Yeah, Christy loved that.
0: She thought that that was the greatest thing ever. I just
1: think it's a really neat thing that Mm -hmm. they, you know, it's like obviously they have a lot of care and concern for these animals. There's a bond there, and so you just it opens up that society that much more to you.
0: Yeah. Well, and it goes it goes back to like you know the egg with the Jawas. Yeah. You know, like they were they were really about that egg, and it's like you know. Okay, but like, did it taste sweet? Did it like? Why did they love that egg? But I think they just wanted the food.
1: But that's the funny thing to me with that egg. I really thought it was something sacred or something. Yeah, and then it's like, no, it's just really good food. It's like a Cadbury Easter egg.
2: Right, right.
1: It's like it's our it's the Chihuahua version of a Cadbury Easter egg. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) it was so
0: messy. They got it all over them. Um. And speaking of which, the, that you know, I don't know, little things like that I fixate on. I, I actually, like, I had to buy one of those off-world Jawa figures because I'm like, yeah. but they have red eyes. Yeah. Why do they have red eyes? You know, and, like, that was just so fascinating to me. Um, and then, so, yeah, you, you end up seeing it, and then they have all their other, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, seeing their little, like, cultural stuff is, it's interesting,
1: It's interesting, but again, they didn't go too far into it in this episode either. It's like it opens it up a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but not so much that you feel bored just listening to a whole anthropological discussion on the Tusken Raiders versus the humans of Tatooine. Right. You know, it's just kind of like this is the way it is and this is what we've got going on. Yeah. And you get it. You understand it because of. Understanding everything else, either in in real life society or in the way that movies have all movies and TV have always worked, mm-hmm. yeah, and it works. So I had a debate with uh, I, with our with our friend Shaz Bazaar, uh-huh. uh, formerly of Techno Retro Dads, um, the Cobb Vanth Speeder. Yep. That's an engine from Anakin's Pod Racer.
0: Absolutely Did I, I don't know if I wrote that on the notes, but I must have missed it because I'm not seeing it on here. But yep, I, I wrote that down immediately. I'm like, that is um that is absolutely the I mean it, it may not be the exact one, but it's the same model. Mm-hmm. Um which is pretty cool. Like I, I, I like that. You know, like we saw with uh like Ray seemed like whatever her speeder was made out of didn't look like it was originally a speeder. It looked like she just sort of purposed it so i like the idea that you have just these big engines and they're like yeah we can slap a bicycle seat on this and turn it into something
1: yeah i i mean just the idea even if it's not an anakin engine it's a pod racer engine and Mm -hmm. to me it's just great ingenuity and and kind of again it goes with that culture that used future you know piece together whatever junk we can to make whatever we need yeah and and it works great i think um so, I feel like I've taken over this show so much no, I'm so sorry.
0: No, I mean, like I said, that like, that's what the show is. It's like, we, you know, we kind of hit the stuff that, that we want to talk about. And, um, like I said, you're hitting everything up. Like, the main thing, you know, from the beginning, you know, you, you'd ask me about the, the Gamorreans. Um, I was focusing on those vibro-axes. And I, cause mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, so that's what they mean. <laughs> you know, because I just always took it as... Like, even, like, reading about it and everything, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's just you know, a, a nice little spacey word that they threw on it to say that like, oh, you know, this is that like sci fi like element, um when it's it's an axe. But I'm like, okay, it does function differently.
1: Yeah, and but now we saw vibro blades in the first season. Mm-hmm. And they were actually vibrating. Like you could see the vibrations in them.
0: Well, I never noticed that, so I will have to uh, go sorry. back. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, go back and watch yeah. the episode where you were just talking about with the egg and the mudhorn.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the blade he pulls out is a vibro blade, and it's literally vibrating. And then there's another. Um, he pulls it out again when they're when he's on the blue shrimp planet and meeting Cara Dune and everything. They they go knife fight. I think that's the episode. Okay. Um, where they yeah. do that. So see but that's the also, thing. Like I
0: was, I was focusing oh, on that egg. It's like, like yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of times lot of time, I, I don't notice something, and it, it has to do with what else is on the screen. You know, like mm-hmm. somebody was telling me, they're like, oh no, the, they're like because of uh, the Spurs. You heard those? who so it has to be uh, Boba Fett. And I'm like, I don't recall Boba Fett ever having spurs. And they're like, yeah, right, me either. And then <laughs> yeah. I realized, I'm like, oh, because he only ever did in one scene. And guess mm-hmm. who else was on the in that scene? Lando. I was paying attention right. to Lando.
1: Like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also um, the 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 knife he pulls out when the Mudhorn is charging him, mm-hmm. just before Baby Yoda levitates the Mudhorn.
2: Right, right. So
1: yeah, go back and check that out, and I think you see. But yeah, the axes were cool. The I like the effect as they hit each other. Or, yeah, or dodge them, that sort of thing. I just didn't know. I mean, like skinny Gamorians kind of threw me off because their heads looked the same size. Yeah, but their bodies were very strange, and they still had those big old furry you know skirt things on. I was like. Mm-hmm. I'm confused as to what look we're going for.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I've never thought they were very attractive looking, but Mm-mm, you know, no. I just I assume that that's probably what healthy Gamorreans actually look like.
1: I feel like they're malnourished Gamorreans.
0: I uh, it could be that too. Um It's like a,
1: it's like it, a pig yeah. where you can see its ribs. Yeah. You don't
0: want that. Um e- either way I feel bad for that one. You know, I mean that's basically just like if uh you just go to a boxing match and the guys just like, "Hey, I'm just doing my job. I'm just boxing." And the guys like, "Yeah, no, but I need to prove a point, so I'm going to shoot you." Like he wasn't even it, like it wasn't right. even about betting on him.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just to prove well, to him <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. It was it was kind of mean and shocking. Yeah. You've you've got Captain Zuvio written here.
0: Yeah. Did you see that they kind of had like a a Captain Zuvio looking guy again? A
1: constable Zuvio looking guy. Oh,
0: constable. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I
1: can't remember because he's. <laughs> I saw that helmet, but I saw, but we saw him in the first episode, yeah. or someone like him in the first episode of of season one as well.
0: Right. Yeah. They're just trying to get their money's worth. I feel.
1: I think that this should be something they do also in the third season, where they're just like. They just stick one in there. He,
0: yeah, just make Constable Zuvio the, the Waldo of the Star Wars universe exactly. from this point forward.
1: Yeah, because he pretty much is. <laughs> I'm all about that. Just That's great, the Waldo of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yes, he pretty much is. <laughs> and like, let
0: it just be... Uh, like never really explain. No, actually, so like in Wikipedia, it's always Constable Zuvio. Maybe it's a different one. Like mm-hmm. you know, because you if you if we're going back, like if they end up, you know, if the Taika Waititi films end up being the uh, High Republic that's supposed to be like five hundred years before or whatever, have a Constable Zuvio. Maybe it's the same one. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, we don't
1: know anything about yeah. his species.
0: But it, there's just always going to be one showing up.
1: That's right. Now the when um. When he tells him that there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine, mm-hmm. do you think he's talking about Cobb Vanth or do you think he's talking about Boba Fett?
0: So i th- I think like n- now af- after seeing the episode, I think he was talking about um, Vanth, mm-hmm. but as soon as they said that, I'm like, "Yep, we're we're talking about uh, Boba Fett."
1: Yeah, I kind of do too. I think it's yeah. Boba Fett as well. Yeah. Um, so. Um, let me see. I'm just looking through your notes here to see if there's anything that we had not talked about that you had written down to kind of...
0: Yeah, I think we've yeah. mostly hit everything. Um, the The Banthas were something that's...
1: Yeah, that, I mean like, you know, the original Bantha mm-hmm. was an elephant. Right. With all that draped over it. And I mean, great great costume design, all that, right. by the way. Um, but these, there was like a close-up of one with like you know, you could see his face and his nostrils mm-hmm. were moving and everything. Like it looked like a very you know, like a buffalo almost. Right. Um I I feel like that they were they're were, they were probably a mixture of practical and digital effects, but I feel like they're primarily practical, don't you? I mean they're riding on them at one point. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't know. I, I think hmm I think maybe the the face was practical. Mm-hmm. But that the rest might have been sort of like an apparatus that yeah. had CGI over it, possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was done really well; like it, yeah. it felt like an organic creature. Um, so I don't know. I'm like usually said, pretty
1: good at spotting digital stuff, and yeah. and it makes I really feel like these were practical effects. I really yeah. do, with maybe yeah. some digital touch up here or there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: I just I don't know what would be more expensive. You know, like I don't know enough about filmmaking or television making to know what would cost more.
0: I would think that uh, practical would cost more because Mm -hmm. so I I think that the great thing with this show, especially like if they do Kenobi and stuff, that any assets they have, they can reuse. But if those assets are digital models, you're storing it on a flash drive versus i mean i know they don't really store them on a flash drive but you know what i mean like it's going in the cloud or whatever right, their system I understand. is yeah. versus if they have to have it um like the physical thing then they have to store it um you know in an actual thing and they have to whatever the costs are of that like you know obviously if if they were going to store it it would need to be in like an air conditioned air conditioned environment um You know, I know uh, from like I love the old Godzilla films and stuff, and I know Mm -hmm. that uh, they would have to change the suits out just because after like a couple movies, they'd be falling apart. You can actually see um, the suit like there's certain scenes where like he's like bashing on uh, an enemy and you can actually see chunks of the suit just flying. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think a lot of times with that stuff even you know even with the stuff we have now and everything it's it's just not permanent you know like it's gonna break down so um yeah i
1: I think but i mean it's also 2020 and i would think that because i i don't know i'm i'm kind of like you but i also know just what kind of Cost has always been associated with some of these digital effects, especially to make them look as good as they are. Obviously, right. the Crait dragon is a digital effect, right? Um, You know, but I just, I just can't. I'm telling you, it's it's the best digital on TV. If if those banthas are digital in any way, right. I mean, obviously, I, like I said, I'm sure there's some touch up here and there, but right, right. I I, I think they're more of a practical thing than anything else. I, yeah. I just feel like they have to be.
0: Yeah, it's like I said, it it. They did a great job. Um, you know, like I, I felt like with the uh, the Blurgs, you know, they, there were times where I, I felt like it looked good, but there were definitely times where it looked, you know, kind of off. But these just, like I said, everything the way that, uh, however they did it, like I said, mix or practical or, you know, whatever, like it just, it looked really smooth.
1: Hmm. Uh, what about that acid death that people are dying?
0: Oh there? my gosh, that was another one. I was like, ooh, and I looked that up, and they said uh, like poison. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was more like
1: oh, I don't no, know. They're getting
0: yeah, they were melted.
1: Acidified. Yeah, they're getting melted down. It <laughs> looks
0: like <laughs> that was that was brutal. I mean, it reminds me of um the uh the Starship Troopers movie, like where the bugs that would spray the acid. Yeah, yeah. You know? That could have been a they, lot more horrific if they actually like. Zoomed in on some of the characters at that point.
1: So this thing is obviously big enough to eat a sarlacc. They mentioned the abandoned sarlacc pit, and mm-hmm. he's like, "I've never known a sarlacc to abandon a pit." And they're like, "Well, he does if he eats it, you know, if he right. <laughs> so So, uh, you know, I, I think though there are going to be people who are tempted to say, "Well, that's the sarlacc that Boba Fett killed to get out," you know.
0: Well, no, because we saw that like it was in the side of the the thing, like because that sarlacc pit was. Like down a hole the in the ground. ground. And that one was more cave like. Yeah. So I mean, people might say it, but they're wrong.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> stupid and wrong. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: There's uh, a lot, you know, when you get into the effects and 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 talking about the look and everything that is just really interesting to me on here. One of the things I noticed is the weak way dude. Um, there's mm-hmm. one shot that, that is him looking up as the crate dragon is coming out. And it's just kind of a, kind of a close up one shot of him. Right. You can see the whites of his eyes and everything. And in that moment I was like, gosh, that looks like such a costume, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it really made me appreciate when you look at some of these aliens in the full light of day, um, you know, and you have time to examine them. When you go back and you think of like Return of the Jedi and everything, like those things work because you never really did get a a good solid... look because Lucas and company were so good in editing about just quick cuts away right. from things, and you never really saw these close ups of those characters very much, and and so it helped you kind of suspend the disbelief, um, and and I was like I, I totally see. Like it's the difference between making movies and making TV, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same flaws that stand out in the holiday special when she's going through the cantina, telling everyone good night. You know, when you're seeing those aliens in the full light rather than, you know, in the dinginess of of the cantina scene of Star Wars. Yeah, and um, and that's just one of those things I just kind of picked out that kind of stood out to me. Um, also, dude doesn't mind shooting rockets off of his backpack. <laughs> yeah
0: I was that was it was an interesting one because I, I mean did we did Boba fire one I'm, I'm trying to remember yeah. if he did shoot we've it we've only ever seen Django do it right I definitely remember Jango's um, but I couldn't remember if, if we saw in um, Return of the Jedi if we saw Django shoot one or if it was just him you know sort of taking yeah. the ride um, but
1: it's a great throwback when he's got the when he's got the crate Dragon coming at him in the Bantha Yeah. And he hits the back of the um the, the jetpack jet yeah. to make Cobb Vanth take off. Like it's a great that's exactly what happened to Boba Fett. Yeah. Those things are dangerous. Of, you know, <laughs> I love the I love just the callback to that. Mm-hmm. I yep. thought it was great.
0: Yeah, they they have like just so much fun little stuff like that where it's like, you know, it's, or even if it's like stuff I don't know. And then, like I said, like with the crate dragon, I'm like, I didn't think Krayt dragons did this, and I'm like, oh, right. okay, I don't yeah. read enough legends, apparently.
1: Right. And I love that you put they go from the Kotor strategy to the Drag strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, because that's, like I said, that's how I was thinking that they, um, they did it in um, Kotor, which I haven't played uh, Kotor in years. Uh, Neither. Yeah. And that's the Old Republic for anyone who uh, doesn't get that, but. Um, you know, I was thinking that there, that was part of it. You had to use thermal detonators or something
1: like that, and they talked about and like get them, the to, yeah, and, and like get them near them and blow them up.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, "Nope, I got to go inside. the The flesh is too thick. I have, <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: but Drax, if it's that way on the outside of it. Be... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have single handedly vanquished the bees. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I was thinking that I wasn't thinking Jaws until you brought it up. But right, <laughs> I was just thinking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, totally agree. Um, totally agree. What was that stinky onion thing?
1: It was almost like a mushroom kind of thing. Um, the way the spores came out of it mm-hmm. and all. It to me it, it it and 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 I guess I jumped to mushroom because that's what Shmi was doing when she got taken by the Tuskins.
0: Oh yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Harvesting mushrooms out around the evaporators.
2: Right. Yeah. And
1: um and so I, I assume that's kind of what it is and that's where they get their water and of course then they make the comment of you know you still our water but you you and you're too good to drink what we have, you know. Oh yeah. It comes yeah. a, a thing of offense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like I, I was just like, I think cause I hate onions. And so like mm-hmm. just the shape of it looked like an onion and then it right. sort of breaks and he, he even mentions it stinks. And then it's like, I don't want to, <laughs> <Like, no. laughs> but I did love that. You see him like they're going in there and, you know, and he's just like, might as well, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he drinks it. <laughs>
1: I love it. they Kept the steak. They kept the crate, the crate steak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like his cut,
0: you know? <laughs> It's uh, like Porterhouse.
1: That's right. That's right. So, yeah. do you think we'll see Cobb Vanth again?
0: Um, you know, I honestly was thinking, or maybe I was hoping, like early on, Um, but I was thinking that what we would see is, um, like maybe uh, he'd be like, you know what, I feel like you earned that armor, and or something like that, and then... He That's kind of what
1: I thought. I thought that Mando would just leave the armor with him, but yeah. nope, not at all.
0: And he's like, no, 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 no. Codes are codes. <laughs> um, so you know, but anyhow, like I would not be surprised if um, he doesn't get off by Boba.
1: Yeah, maybe. So Boba Fett has a gaffy stick and and one of those Tusken Raider rifles with him. Mm-hmm. His face is pretty scarred up. He is bald, like you say. Right, and man, he's seen some stuff. But did yeah, you I notice mean, too? Like I, I've got it running here, and this is why I noticed when Mandalorian takes off on the speeder, the the aspect ratio changes.
0: No, I did. I I never catch that. That's okay. Yeah, I'm always like so uh like locked in. Mm-hmm. Like especially like when you go to the IMAX and they're like oh yeah like and then in certain scenes like it goes to the yeah the, I'm like yeah I don't notice that <laughs> yeah they did
1: that with the Dark Knight I remember right well here the aspect ratio changes and it goes to like the letterbox almost it's really an interesting thing I don't know what hmm. that's about but um I'd, I'd be interested to find out what that's about yeah that's so uh, maybe maybe your listeners know and you can pass that along to me yeah when you
0: just yeah, hope hopefully they can tell us something because I like I said I I didn't even notice it I've I've only watched it like uh, one and a half ish times because uh, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much I had to work today so work come home uh, you know kind of did a couple little things and then watched it and now we're here yeah so uh, but I'll I'll definitely watch it several more times
1: so I guess John Leguizamo played the played the uh, the the weak way. No, it says in order of appearance. Um, the guests are. I'm just watching the credits now.
0: Oh, Gore Koresh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I so. Yeah. Guest
1: starring in order of appearance, it says uh-huh. uh, John Leguizamo, Amy Sedaris, mm-hmm. and Timothy Olyphant. Co-starring in order of appearance, John Leguizamo, mm-hmm. Amy Sedaris, who of course she's- we've seen her before. Right. Timothy Olyphant, and you know so. At all, Tamir Morrison gets a credit there. Mm. So, see, I, I thought that
0: way There was something about his face that looked familiar to me, but I guess he wasn't
1: anybody. I tell you, I tell you what it looked like to me. I'm just going to be honest with you. I watched oh. the Last Starfighter recently, <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked like the Last Starfighter dude. He, I mean, honestly, as a way, the close-ups that they had of him, he looked like any any random Star Trek alien, too. You know, yeah. like that's that, that's what I'm saying. Is like I think there's something. About the cinematic way they were shot and used, and the quick Lucas cuts where mm-hmm. you don't have long to stare at them. Even when and so even when you get the action figures mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, like those, those don't they? They're molded enough to look alien enough that you know it doesn't look like it's stepped off a of TV. And it's just and so I think that that's where they have to be careful sometimes with the aliens on these shows. But also you also run the risk of doing some things I've noticed in other places where there's almost no imagination in the aliens that come about you know they're all hats and tubes (laughs) hats and tubes right i mean like go back and watch some and just kind of look in the background and watch most of these aliens they're like hats and tubes man okay You'll see different types of helmets, different types of hats, and different types of tubes coming out of them. No, are you talking They're,
0: about like in in the Mandalorian? Or are you just talking about Star Wars in general? Or yes, I'm talking okay. about
1: the Mandalorian. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Star Wars in general. Until you go to, now in Canto Bight, it's like you've stepped into a set of Doctor Who.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, but don't get me started on that.
0: <laughs> right. The one thing I just wanted to kind of ask you, quick question, mm-hmm. and then we'll. Uh, Will be done there. what did you think uh, was seeing uh, Peli Mato again?
1: Um, you know if I have one one real criticism of this entire series mm-hmm. it's that there are several instances with certain characters that the humor goes a bit too far right and it, and it becomes almost sketch comedy. Yeah, in in a way that you know these comedians that they're hired to do it are very good at, but it doesn't. It would fit a Marvel movie more than it fits a Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think honestly.
1: of the two biker scouts in yep. the season finale of the first season in chapter eight, you know, doing their little bits back and forth about what's in the bag and and everything, um, and and unfortunately, I think Amy Sedaris falls into that a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I think that her character Paley Mato. Mm-hmm. Um, is a little too over the top. Yeah, but I don't, I don't dislike what she brings to the table as much as I dislike that whole scene with the two biker scouts.
0: Oh yeah, I and, well, hey, I got a, a negative review for, uh, f- for not liking that, so <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right, well, yeah.
1: Um, I did like seeing R five D four though. And and the fact that she kept saying "hurry up, hurry up, hurry up," it's because he's got a bad motivator. He's not motivated to keep.
0: See, I didn't. I thought that was that. Okay, now I get it, and I like it a little bit more. Right. Um.
1: But I was. It does seem out of place. It does seem like all right. This is too much. She's just being abusive to this droid.
0: Right, but it's like because you know he has a. He's not motivated, and I was like, okay, that's really cheesy. But I see what you're doing. So, okay, I, I get it. Yeah, it's, it was just some of that, I guess, like, because I really liked her the first go round, and, and I still liked her this go round. But some of the dialogue just felt like, huh, huh? And I, so I dig yeah.
1: how much she loves Baby Yoda, you right. know, and it, she's like a, she's like just a fun aunt with him. She's like, let mm-hmm. me just keep him. I'll keep him, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I dig that, and, and I like the fact that she remembered, you know, when the pit droids were going, around, she's like, no, 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 he do not want you messing with his ship, you know?
2: Right, right. And I
1: think it shows how far he's come, thanks to IG-11. <laughs> yes, yep. You know, to say give it a once-over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, with her, I, I, I agree. I think that there was a little... I, I do think that bit was a little awkward because he was moving just as fast as any other droid would move to do that.
2: You right. Know?
1: Like, so uh yeah but I, I thought it was great to see r five up and running Right, and, you know I, I just think that's one of those neat obviously it's a fan service moment, right, but I'm okay with fan service mm-hmm.
0: yeah i'm I'm right there with you i don't it, it, i think that sometimes it can be a little i mean the the biggest one uh rogue one where they're like he you know he's um like says he's like yeah, say that line, you know type of thing uh with Dr. Right. Amazon but right.
1: you know, Yeah, that was that was out of place right? For sure right
0: but you know i mean as long as it's not like that one character saying that one line right you know in a, another movie I, i'm usually fine with it i, I think that you know you definitely fans are ones who kept the stuff going for years and years so make them happy
1: mhm what about, you guys were great till you started to post not anymore, anymore, kind of a bummer. What happened? Well, there was nothing to watch and post about. What? What? I'm reading your reviews now. <laughs> oh, oh, whoops. Yeah. It's like, this is from early in October. It's like, what is there to post about?
0: No, that's, I did fall off. I, um, I'll, I'll have to, yeah, I'll do a little bit on that. That was my fault. I did kind of, um, I did kind of have some stuff, um, to where I just—I uh, don't know—I wasn't in the right um, frame of mind there for a little bit, and I just kind of Listen, quit. as
1: much but, as people are paying to get this podcast.
0: <laughs> I know I should do better. So I
1: love <laughs> I love looking at what people have to say sometimes. Right. So hey, this is hee way. Good tell now. It's till, TIL T I L with an apostrophe before the T. Mm-hmm. By the way. So also, old Flash Cow, I would rather die than listen to these guys snark all over the show they supposedly like. It was truly painful. How about this? I don't think you would rather die than listen to these guys snark all <laughs> over <before> they like.
0: <laughs> that like I said, that was the that was the last episode. It's also yeah. I blame Rifen. Rifen was on that episode. Oh. Um, Rifen
1: will hit the snark really yeah, hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but Rifin, yeah. I like well, I said.
1: I, I don't know. I, it was <laughs> great until those biker scouts started their little comedy duo. But I yeah, I, I stand that.
0: by it though. I stand. I didn't. I didn't oh, like I that. It was too. Yeah. F, it was too. F, um, like fan film. Yeah. So
1: I agree. I agree. It was very mm-hmm. much troops.
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Eh, is what it is. You know. It's. It, and, I'm not. I haven't even looked at those. Uh, and like I said, I thought that was kind of funny. And that yeah. you know, hey, that's their truth. They were posting their
1: truth. There is no their truth or my right. <laughs> truth. These, this is their opinion, and I'm sorry, Flash Cow. You would not rather die than listen to people snark over something they like. I'm sorry, you yeah. would not rather die. Yeah, so get right. off of the, Get off of your. I'm going to downvote that. No, this was not <laughs> I don't think you can downvote that. You can. You can put no. This was not helpful.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I have yeah. learned something today.
1: Yeah, and now I might even report him. Like, this guy says he would rather die than listen. That's not true.
0: Nah, it's fine. Like I said, I'm not, I don't let it get
1: to me. There's, I don't like people giving you a hard time, Michael Morris. There's, I, I hey, I appreciate I you. I know we're not really friends anymore, but I'd like to That's, fix that.
0: That is entirely your fault.
1: I know. I don't, <laughs> listen, I wasn't blaming you. I blame <laughs> me completely. Like I said, I'll <laughs>
0: hang out with you. Uh, well, not tomorrow. I got to work, but, okay, you cool. know. Sounds good. We'll, we'll work something out. As um, we
1: always have said, we will do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's being an adult is hard. It's stupid, I know. I know. <laughs> but, but can uh, I, I give can I give one plug before I? Go? I was literally about to say that. Okay. Um there's a there's a great guy over on YouTube his name is I S- Stuffedy. I love Stuffity. S T U F F mm-hmm. E D Y. Stuffedy's latest video is The Mandalorian does his own theme music. <laughs> and basically he's got the opening scene of the first chapter uh-huh. where the Mandalorian's walking to that thing. And he, and the whole thing is Mandalorian going, <laughs> <laughs> and he does his whole fight scene and everything, just doing his music. I, uh, I love he, I actually, um,
0: talked about the, when he did, this is the way, yeah, and it's yep. he just, you know, replaced the comptona with the uh, like whey protein. and i mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like really bad dad humor, but I yep. am all about it.
1: <laughs> and he's done some stuff I requested him to do on the yep. show and that sort of thing. but that one I did not request at all, and it was just fantastic. And I just look, I'd rather you I will say this. I'd rather you go give stuff that he likes and clicks and and subscriptions to his YouTube channel than I would. Uh, you check out geekoutpodcast.com. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my plug instead of telling you to look at Geek Out Loud <laughs> on the line podcast Geek Out Loud, I'm telling you check out Stephanie. There you go. I could tell you to check out my podcast, Geek Out Loud. Right. But I'd rather you check out Stephanie.
0: There you go. And if you want to reach out to uh, us here at the Mando Cast, you can just send an email to uh themandocast at gmail dot com. Uh, find us on Twitter, which is just the Mando Cast. Uh, I I never give mine. I am Morris Isley on there. Um, but until then, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, leave us a review, and that's been our show. So we actually had a little bit extra audio that didn't quite fit with the episode, but I thought it was still kind of fun conversation. So uh, we'll go ahead and tag it on at the end for anybody who's interested.
1: They parked down there. I told them they couldn't park on the beach. <laughs> so this is why they're being arrested, because they parked on the beach. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, uh, this w- is why they're going to prison.
0: That's what do you call um oh gosh i'm trying to remember uh when you don't when you escalate uh oh what did i i get i get uh, accused of this like when when the reaction doesn't uh meet the the offense mm. um I don't know. Overreacting is the easy way to say it, but there, there's but a, thank you. I, well, I more I was, that was a long
1: way to get to overreacting. Well, sir.
0: but there, there's a better term that I can't think of right now that I, I like better, but I, it's just not coming to my mind. Um, but um, yeah, it's, Oh, see, now I'm going to try to think about it and I can't move on. I'm sorry. So, I don't, I'm, I don't
1: mean to bring up stuff about the last Jedi. No,
0: I, it's fine. It's, uh, like I had uh, my buddy Sadiq on, uh, I think it was the second episode of season one, and I'm like, buddy, I got to cut all this stuff out because he's just going off on the Last Jedi. So I'm like,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like I, I joke I, because uh, I love
1: Star Wars. I feel yeah, like no, here's the thing: the problem is, is like I can go back and make similar jokes about the prequels and and the original trilogy, and nobody has a problem. Mm-hmm. But when you make these jokes about the sequel trilogy, like it's this weird reaction people have.
0: Yeah, people are just like very, um, uh, what's the word? Like a uh, protective, I guess. Overly yeah. so. Yeah.
1: You know, like, uh,
0: do you think? Do you think it's because a lot of people have seen, like, they saw all the the hate that the uh, uh, prequel trilogy got, and they're like, no, we're not going to let that happen again.
1: I wish it were that. I think it's something deeper. I think I. You can cut this out. <laughs>
0: That's work, though. <laughs> I, know.
1: I, I think I think it's because. Oh my gosh! I'm I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. I think it's because a large swath of of the fandom is are not original Star Wars fans. These are people that say, "Ray is a better Luke Skywalker than Luke Skywalker." These are the people who say, you know, um, that Kylo Ren is one of the greatest villains of all time. You know, these are the these oh, are the people who the say these things. Huh? I said, "Oh, you mean the Raylos." Yeah, the, the, these are the Raylos and stuff, and and these are the people who say, you know, that, that Princess Leia didn't need rescuing. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, she did. Yeah. Now, could she hold her own once they got her out of that cell? Yes, she could. She was a tough woman. She's a great, mm-hmm. strong character and everything. But she was going to die, right? If if Han and Luke didn't show up, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no getting around that. Um, you know, and and that's okay. That did not make her a damsel in distress. Right. You know, it made her a character who needed to get out of that jam and needed help to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there, there, there's, there's a hidden agenda behind. I don't think it's so hidden. So there's an agenda <laughs> behind wanting these things to be better than what has come before. But what people forget is, you can't have seven, eight, and nine without four, mm-hmm. five, and six. You know, and you don't have one, two, and three without four, five, and six. Right. You know, and so you don't have any of it without that original Star Wars. Right. And so I truly, truly think you can say of those of the movie like to me, and this is where I know that's like, well, you can't tell me what my opinion should be, but I gen I, I generally think, I genuinely think that you can say that any of those movies are your favorite movie,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: there always needs to be the caveat of Star Wars, the original Star Wars, has to be put on a pedestal.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, for you sure.
1: Know. You know, yeah. you might not, you might like Empire better than Star Wars. You might like Jedi better than Star Wars. I do. But you can't, but that doesn't mean that you could, you can dismiss Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Right. And right. I think what you have are people that don't understand that is that none of this exists mm-hmm. without farm boy heading to the rebellion to blow up a Death Star.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and, and so, and so I think that there are people who just don't understand the fullness of it that, you know, that they think, and two, there's the whole culture of, if I don't, well, I mean, we started out, like, I didn't have a problem with Timothy Oliphant in this. I thought it was great. Right. You did. Right. You know, any, anyone else would have that conversation and be like, well, I think you're stupid. Timothy Oliphant's the greatest actor of all time. It's this, <laughs> it's this language of hyperbole we've gotten into. Right. As fans yeah. and everything. You yeah. know, everything can't be the greatest, the best, the most fun. It just can't be, mm-hmm. and I can't work up the energy to be as passionate about everything as I was about the last thing. Right, right. You know, and and so, but that, and so I think that when when people see someone, even, and, and you know, I mean, the culture today, has a chilling effect on humor anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but one of my favorite jokes I ever had about the prequels is, they're sitting around the the war room, and <laughs> And and, and and Obi-Wan is going after Grievous or whatever, and they're standing there with all the holograms, and Mace Windu says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's about dang time. Right, 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 you right. You know, he showed up, a Sith showed up ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember what who Obi-Wan killed? You yeah. know where where you been, Mace? I right. Sense a plot to the, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Right. Well, by God, Mace, I'm so glad we have you around here.
0: <laughs> what if, like, I I almost wish there was just sort of like a, um, you know, like Obi Wan or or someone like just sort of like sarcastically like mocked him.
1: Oh no, let me tell you what I wish. Mm-hmm. I wish that all of a sudden behind Mace the spirit of Qui Gon Jinn manifests and he's like <laughs> just face palms about damn time <laughs> 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 oh, man I told you yeah I was in there the whole time I said hey this is happening right <laughs> <laughs> I had no doubt he was a Sith. What'd you say? I think we'd know if the Sith came back. Remember that, you big headed Coyote Mundy freak. Why don't you go down a bridge somewhere on a frozen planet?
0: That's right. You, you didn't even you were so worried about the Wookiees and you weren't even on Kashyyyk yeah, when it happened. That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> hey Yody, you've got some sense about you. What's your deal? You know? Yeah. Mace, you're just worried about it. I think it's time listen, you even said it's time <clears throat> to to let the Senate know our, our ability to use the force is diminished. At what point did that not clue you in that there was a plot to destroy the Jedi? <laughs> right, right. You might I don't know. Be I think it's the just... Force, buddy, but you are dumb as a stick. I think it's just one of
0: those things of like um you know, you don't want you don't want people to n- know that you're losing your mojo. Uh,
1: well, yeah, I mean, I get it. What yeah. I'm saying though is it's like that's one of my favorite jokes. When he says yeah. that, I'm always like, it's about time, you know, like <laughs> you've been here, you've been told, <laughs> you've been told Um, the other thing is like with Anakin and, and Padme, I mean, that's easy fodder when they're sitting there just staring at each other after the dinner scene, after the stupid dinner scene, I'm like, Oh, they've turned into seventh graders. Now they're just (laughs) sitting in silence. Yeah. And he's like, I'm haunted by the kiss you should have never given me. I can't breathe, and I'm like, you'll get a suit for that one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, you know. It's, yeah. So I mean, it's like it, it's like if you can't have fun right. with this stuff, but you yeah. know, and and kind of pick at the flaws here and there, then mm-hmm. you know, then step away, right? So for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and like uh, you know, I've I've uh, vehemently de- vi- 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 I've strongly um, defended um Attack of the Clones that's one that even people who like the prequels will will bash on that and I'm like no it's I'm like I get it you know like uh the last stuff or whatever but look at the other stuff you know and I'll go through and they're like yeah well there it has that but what about this yeah yeah there's that too and I'm like see it's a fun movie <laughs> it like, is a
1: fun movie you know we we recently before episode 9 we went back through and watched them mm-hmm. all with my wife and um hit an attack of the clones i just you know i i I always I maintain that I think it's the weakest of the prequels and the weakest of the original 6. Um just just because and it's the weakest because episode 3 didn't do enough to wrap up some of the loose threads of episode 2. Um the clone wars series makes attack of the clones a little bit better. Right but there but there are weaknesses to it and it goes far beyond to me or not far beyond but it it's not the Anakin and Padme stuff that makes it the weak it's some of the storytelling aspects and and some of the things that I think George Lucas took for granted that we would all get um you know and and in that moment kind of forgot the casual fan right but there's so much great in it I, the the last what 15 20 minutes oh yeah are just some of the best Star Wars out there.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: yeah. know the the arena. F- I mean, even from the time where it's just Padme and Obi Wan and Anakin in the arena. You know, it's like there's from that moment right on to the end is just really really good stuff.
0: Yes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I love it. the one of my favorite uh, things ever. Where I was like, yes, it is on. Is you know when, um, Mace shows up with his puts his lightsaber oh. to Dooku's throat it's, and says, "The party's over." This
1: party's over. Yeah. yeah
0: and I, I like i actually used yep. on uh cloud city casino that was always the uh that was sort of like that ending bumper to let you know that the the whole episode was done yep um you know i yeah i always loved that that was so much fun and of course again like me loving you know giant monsters seeing like that Ackley. you oh, know yeah. and the, yep. the reek and the, the, the nexus yeah, yeah i mean the, the cuz it was just like well how do i how do i top you know the the rain core what if I do three monsters? <laughs> three monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's great.
1: This part is over.